Hey everyone, J Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Want to show your support for Tabletop for the End of the World? Then check out our merch store on Teespring at teespring.com slash stores slash tfu market. We have all new merch on a store like the Torrens Gym Tank or the Ahoda the Rich Hoodie. We even carry stickers featuring the characters from It Comes From Within, the Patreon-exclusive podcast where our tfu cast are forced into a sinister game played by an eldritch god. All this and more available on our store, so be sure to get yourself something while supplies last. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. You're sure they're okay? They did heal me up, and they like it when we play the game. Come on, it's time to take the Leviathan. The Bellica has been held somewhere. There is a room labeled the Farm of Cubique, and there is an armory inside the headquarters. We're going there. <clears throat> more weapons. Mechatorin, level one. So, uh, Selena, we're here to get potions. You walk into that room to see a large dog staring back at you. Maybe we can trade Twilight for the good stuff. I am going to accomplish what Robin never could. I am going to bring our Pokovnik here for all of you to listen to. Yeah, so Manny, just be more careful. J-Mark would love what I'm doing. Everybody! Down! Who's ready to die? And standing behind Vert is a tall, spindly-looking creature. You know this figure from the statue in front of the Shattered Mansion. This is the Devil Knight. Found the engine room. everyone. Elijah here once again to bring you daily delights. For this month, our overseers at Pocha Black Corporation have reminded me to remind all of you to register to vote. This is the Rocky, after all, and it is your right granted by the gods and our beloved overseers to exercise your right to vote. Just remember to follow our strict guidelines and protocols when it comes to voting. Anyone can vote, so long as you have an official address granted to you by Pocha Black Corporation via one of the homes you have purchased directly from us. Voting Day is a right given to everyone, and is exclusively on a workday. After all, if you can't afford to take a day off, then you shouldn't be voting. Finally, we would like to remind everyone that you can only vote if you are plugged into true reality. And what you are voting for is for a preferred head of Pocha Black Corporation to then make another vote for you. The real votes will of course be decided by our Electrocution University, a secret society of career politicians whose votes are cast by aggressive electrocution by pain of death. What fun! Yes, yes, just like that, Ren. Well, you definitely got him trained. Yeah, it's almost exclusively in this form. Best part is, the dogs respect him too. I mean, I guess so, man. Strength gains respect, bud. 
It's as true for animals as it is for us. Hey, how are uh, Jay and Kevin doing on the Leviathan? I'm not sure. It's game day, though, so we can check in. So tell me again why I can't help out down there. You need to figure out what everything I'm doing is impacting. Yeah, I'm just not entirely comfortable with you working down there alone. It's fine. I mean, it's hard work, but I got it. Besides, <laughs> Liam told me he was going to come and help out. Liam? I thought this wasn't his war. Yeah, it's not. With the Christianotech, you wouldn't believe it, but they know a lot from just collecting, breaking down the scraps that they find out there in the labyrinth and through the city. Right. I'm just so bored. Oh, it's not so bad. I literally press the button when you tell me to. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going. We got a giant snake robot yet? Eh, not quite, but we'll get there. Is it game day? I want to kill the Devil Knight. I've got some great ideas for how to wreck his entire... Life? Are devils alive? Yes, yes they are. Also, yes, absolutely, let's get these plans going. Can you play and work at the same time, Kev? Labor. Aid. You. Ooh, I recognize you. Labor heavy. Yeah, Liam's here to help out. Begin. So can we play now? Yes. So you are in mid-combat twilight, you just used the cheater's key to figure out that the Devil Knight was invisible and standing behind you all along. The real Devil Knight was the creature standing behind you all along. The real Devil Knight was the Devil Knight in our hearts this whole time. No, he's very much right in front of you right now. <laughs> Humanity he... was the Devil Knight this whole time. Maybe? <laughs> the Devil Knight was love this whole time. Definitely not. <laughs> um, I'm going to cast a spell magic uh, at where the Devil Knight is to reveal his true form to everyone. It works. The Devil Knight is now horrifying and visual. And right behind Oh, God, Vert? put it back, put it back, put Directly it back. Directly behind Vert, holding a giant scythe made of what looks like human bones. Wait, he's he's really significantly taller than Vert, yeah? At least twice your height. <laughs> so Vert just kind of leans back and looks straight up. Wow. It looks down at you with razor-sharp teeth grinning down at you. Uh, a huge nose, big, evil, hungry eyes. <gasps> it's my turn, isn't it? Ghost of Torin appears to Vert. <laughs> this time he's missing his entire lower body. Vert, <laughs> you're having a unique opportunity here. Stab it in the dick. <laughs> I blame Twilight. I love I love this lore that we I love the lore of Ghost of Torin. If Ghost of Torin ends up being the savior of us all, I would not be mad. I mean, it's it, this is going to get interesting here because because it, it it is Which first time line is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Is Ghost of Torin just multiple timeline Ghosts of Torin? <laughs> So yeah, I think have we have we summed up everything nicely? <laughs> I, I think so. You're on a battlefield. You're in the middle of the cornfield. There's a devil knight. The illusion of the little foppish devil has long since vanished. Now that that trick has been revealed. Oh, uh, swirling orbs of razor sharp glass are everywhere now. Oh yeah. Uh, enjoy your turn, Vert. Oh, oh, Vert's going to. Vert's still looking straight up at this thing that's grinning at him. Oh. 
I think you got something in your teeth. And he lets go lightning bolt right to the guy's face. <laughs> okay, doing my deck save. <laughs> Failing my deck save. <laughs> go ahead and hit me with that full force right to the snout. That's 33 points. God, jeez, Lord. His eyeballs explode, his brain booms out of his eardrums, and he dies. Can he at least lose a tooth? I just... I, I need a trophy. I think the Devil Knight's head snaps back as it takes this thing right to the chin. And then he looks back down at you furious. Oh, like a badass! Can he spit out a couple teeth? Can I walk backwards between his legs? What he does is he takes one of those orbs of glass, he reaches out to it with his hand, and he moves it on top of you guys. Twilight and Vert, I need you to make dexterity saving throws. I just want him to reach in it, cut his hands like, ah, oh, shit, right. <laughs> Why did I do this? <laughs> That's a 16. 16 will succeed. Oh, thank goodness. Ooh, nice. 17. Uh, you only take four damage. <laughs> only four damage. As you get cut up by grass. Just getting wrecked. Don't mind me. By grass. There's grass all over your skin. Oh no, I'm getting stuck by grass. Uh, Vert, do you want to move away from the Devil Knight? He is all up in your grill, as I uh, said. Is he standing akimbo? Is he standing while holding two submachine guns in either hand? No. Oh, I mean, that would have been so much better, I think. I, I, I'm pretty sure I would have taken the machine guns over the scythe any day. Uh, no, main question is, uh, are his legs apart? Yeah, sure. Okay, I want to go between them backwards, so I'm basically standing behind him. I love it. We'll call it an attack of, oh, just to get behind him? Totally. You're there. Yeah. <laughs> You're there. You are behind him now. All right. Teaching him how that feels. Torin, go ahead and take a turn, my dude. How far away am I? Uh, you can, you're just like 10 feet away. Am I towards its front or its back? Uh, towards its front now. Although I guess he kind of turned around... To fight he went to face Vert, Vert so yeah. where was Vert positioned so I guess, according I guess to me? you'd be behind it now. Vert, no need to duck. And oh. I run up to swing twice at its just <laughs> back and spine. Go ahead. You run into a, a, a storm of floating glass with courage and, and resolve and bravado. And plate armor. And plate armor, which definitely helps. Uh, roll your attacks, please. 11 plus 6, so 17. That'll hit. So that one hits, I'm assuming. For sure. 12 plus 6, so 18. Pretty good chunk of damage for sure. Gotta love the strength plus proficiency. Yeah, you cut deep into this guy. So now to roll 2d6 twice. Mm hmm. 6. 6. Oh my god. 3. 2. 17. So you did, you did 18 and 17 with your great sword. Uh, you just carve an Oh, yeah, X. and the plus one, because the plus one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so 35, 36, 37. Beating out Vert's lightning bolt. Now we're doing that real big boy damage. And the damage. silver helps against its spine. Yes. In terms of help, in this case, cut through. Uh, yeah, and it, it shrieks out in pain in a voice that no human being could ever make. My legs! I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, Torin. Of course you would. The one thing I'm negative in. Or, no, the second thing I'm negative in. As glass cuts into your body. So, 12 minus 1, so 11. Uh, you're gonna fail. You take 10 slashing damage. Oof. Yes. The biggest oof. Oh, it's his turn now. So he's not happy with y'all. No? I thought we'd been quite pleasant this whole time. 
Oh, most certainly you have not. Uh, the very first thing he's going to do is he's <laughs> going to raise his scythe up, and he's going to use it. That was really it. I didn't really have, like, anything else for that. That's, just, that's what he's going to do. Oh, wait. I totally forgot. Torin, I need you to roll two d6s, because you've got Hunter's Mark on this guy. Uh-oh. Oh, so what did that do? They're going to add damage. That's what Hunter's Mark does. Ah. Two. Five. Okay, yeah. Uh, So your slashes make him look very, very damaged. Uh, He has, uh, his facial expression has changed to one with an air of desperation to it. And he has begun to flap his little wings on his back, and as he flaps them, they grow. And he begins to take off in the air, flying. Do his legs dangle there? Yeah. I cut through its spine, remember? <laughs> yes, he cannot, he oh, can no yeah. longer walk. He is flying out of sheer desperation. In fact, his legs are weighing him down. He takes the scythe... And he positions it awkwardly and cuts his own hips off. Well, no, before he gets the chance to do that, uh, Twilight would like to use cutting words on it. But it's already cutting itself. Well, yeah. Oh, I see what you uh-huh. mean. Now, cut it, like, it, I imagine it would have to deal a certain amount of damage to cut its own legs off. So cutting words would reduce its attack. You want it to reduce the amount of damage it can do to itself. Yeah, because I want to keep it weighed down. Sure. Cool. Uh, I got a six. It, it doesn't actually reduce that damage, it reduces success. So I don't know how much success it would need to succeed at hurting I'm gonna itself. say since you're working to stop it, you stopped it. And so he just cuts into himself and now he looks dumb. Hey, you're real big, you trying to overcompensate for something? He looks at you and says, well I guess you're first. Oh, those'll hit. The Devil Knight cuts into Twilight for 24 damage. Yeah, Twilight uses cutting words again. Because it's a reaction. Well, that's a thing. You only get one reaction per round of combat. You used it to stop the Devil Knight from cutting his own legs off. Oh, okay. I completely understand what you're getting yes. at now. So 24 points of slashing damage, please. Is Twilight near enough for my aura of protection to help against a saving throw? or? I am close enough to your aura of protection. It's not going to... I don't believe your aura of protection protects against straight-up attacks. I believe it helps with saving throws. And in this instance, uh, your AC is... Don't you have that thing where you can shield me? I'm not using my shield. He could if he had his shield, his protection fighting style. However, in this instance, Twilight's AC is not 23. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, that wouldn't do anything, would it? Yes, so you will take 24 (laughs) slashing damage. Awesome. Twilight has fallen unconscious on top of my dire sturge. Well, that's not so good. No, it's not. The next attack will behead the Dire Sturge, just to add insult to injury. Oh no! Uh, I haven't named him yet. Uh, well, now you won't get a chance. Twilight, go ahead and make a death saving throw on your turn. Okay, how does that work? I've never done it before. Yeah, I guess you haven't. Uh, you roll a d20, and if it's over 10, uh, that's a success. Yes, just a flat d20. Thank you, Kevin. Cool. The first one's a 12. You succeed. So I have one success. Yes. And you need three. To okay. Mm-hmm. Or you die. Hey, Vert, your turn. Hey, guess what? Lightning bolt. Wait, right like I dick. permanently die? Yeah, that's how D&D works. But these are death saving throws, oh, right? Yeah. Mm. So uh, he gains a bonus to the saving throws equal to my charisma modifier. Oh, God. Ooh. So you get plus two to all what? of these. He oh, look, that first one was a 14, so that's delightful. Yeah. What what did you give me that gave me this bonus? He has an aura of protection. You're still nearby, unconscious. Yay! I must be conscious for you to grant to grant this bonus, but J-Mark's excited. Have. Twilight can't celebrate with the you. The Devil Knight figures out what's going on and zeroes in on Torin. Vert, you're going to lightning bolt me again? Yeah. 
does a 15 save. Uh, the DC is 15. So, no. You get to hit me. It's 29 points. Oh, right to sweet the merciful God. Right to the balls. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Devil Knight... Hit us with your highest, like, high note as you die. <laughs> the Devil Knight stops flying. And it sits down for a second to think about what it's done. Ooh, can, can, can you uh, can you play act this for us? It'd be real gratifying. Oh no! <laughs> Manny told me that he actually got you in the crotch when he finally like got you back to base. Could you could you reenact that moment? I'll tell you right now. Liam I can just is walk to the room this. and do it for you right now. No, no, no! I'll just play act it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a, if we have to go deep into character work here, it would be like a. Ghost of Thorn with half his face and head missing nods in approval with only one arm crossed. And um, and then I pass out for, what was it, 90 seconds? Oh my. That was a, that's a real funny gag. <laughs> it's good to know even Devil Knights have a similar weakness to us mortals. Mm. You mean a billion bolts of electricity to the balls? That's not what happened. <laughs> Just to specify, the Devil Knight is, uh, it's holding itself up on its scythe like a staff. It looks very weak. It's floppy legs on the ground. Yeah, too floppy legs. Oh, does that mean its other leg is floppy too, from just not being usable anymore? Yes, and in anger from getting struck with a lightning bolt, it commands another orb of glass to fly at you, Vert. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. That's gonna be a 21... Okay, yeah, you only take three damage there then, champ. Uh, yeah, so just a little bit of glass cuts into you. Uh, and so he was flying straight up, and then you lightning him, and now he's down again. He's just right in front of you. Torin. Just to polish him off, you know, get a nice shine on him, I'm gonna Where are you going do acid breath. <laughs> oh. Sure. Absolutely. DC, for the saving throw, equals eight plus my constitution modifier plus proficiency bonus. Mm-hmm. Remember, Chris, uh, when you want to keep your devils nice and shiny, spit some acid on them. <laughs> He's grinning. So, oh, my God. Eight plus five, you have to beat. <laughs> eight plus five to hit? Uh, DC saving throw. Oh, you have sorry. to roll the saving I throw. spaced out. Hey! So I nat 20 to avoid this somehow. Uh, so I'll take half the acid damage. Level six, so I need to roll three D6. Mm-hmm. And you take half the damage, but the damage is increased by my hunter's mark. Yeah, you got it. Two, six, four. Mm-hmm. I just rolled three times. Do I roll one more because of the hunter's mark? Yeah. Five. And that's what you needed. Torin, your, your acidic breath sprays out onto the Devil Knight, and its face begins to melt. Uh, and it... it just starts going, what a world, what a world. And uh, it starts, it lays down at your inverts feet and the storms of glass tinkle down onto the cobblestones. And he looks up at you and says, mortal, you guys suck. Uh. Me and Vert just start kicking the body. Yeah, all of its, all of its skin melts off and it dies. 
They never believe me. Wheels on meals. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, one thing you do notice is that its scythe is still standing straight up on the floor. Can I tackle it? I suppose. That's all you, buddy. Vert goes over to see what happened to Twilight. Twilight's uh, laying in a puddle of their blood uh, on top of a dead dire sturge. You hear you hear coming from Twilight. <laughs> Vert would like to try and stabilize Twilight. Uh, medicine check, please. Yes. Uh, that's a 10. Yeah, that'll work. You stabilize. Uh, Twilight, you're at 1 HP. And still unconscious. I'll hear you in a second. What happened after I tackled that scythe? You tackled the scythe. Uh, the scythe falls down to the floor. And, Torin, you hear a voice inside your head. I am for killing. Use me. Sentient scythe! Okay, and I kind of, just for safety's sake... Lash it to my back so it can't move. I, I have a question for you. Uh, do you know how to use a scythe? Isn't that, uh, if it's a martial weapon, then yes. Okay. Are you particularly fond of scythes? Uh, I'm confused. Is there a point? I think he's particularly fond of weapons. Yes. He likes the slashy slashy bits. I'm asking a tauren based question. Also, a scythe is a simple melee weapon. A scythe. A uh, simple melee? So yeah, I can definitely use it then. Yeah, no, it's not that you can't use it. It's just like, it's... Never mind, never mind. So you have the scythe. Would it be a preferred weapon of Torn? I have negative intelligence, sir. You need to get much simpler with this. Is it something that Torn, your character, would actually use and it would suit him? Because, in my opinion, murder gnome? Question mark? Oh That's not what I meant. Murder gnome is terrible with weapons. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you, uh, you Velcro it to your back. Uh, you have it. You have this scythe. For the possible future. Yes, you have a scythe of the future. Make sure you write this stuff down that he's about to tell you, Manny. Okay, one sec. Okay, what's the scythe's name? You actually, you actually haven't asked it yet. What is your name, vile weapon? I am the Devil Knight. I thought the Devil Knight was what I just killed. What you killed was my vessel. I control those which wield me. I teach the lessons of pain and mortality to those foolish enough to ignore them. And what would happen, say, if I tested your strength against the strength of my knee? I will... Uh, I need you to make an intimidation check. <laughs> intimidation is a plus four. And do it, does go. it add my charisma as well? Uh, it should have already done that. Yeah, okay, then just the plus four. Do I get proficiency bonus because I am proficient in intimidation? Well, then, yes. In that case, your your score for this should be your charisma check plus your proficiency bonus, which would be higher than four, I would imagine. So plus four, plus three. So plus seven to this. <laughs> Did you crit? <laughs> oh, my God. Manny, breathe. <laughs> oh, no, Manny's dying. It was a nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> a small Torin... amount of weird green goo leaks from the bottom of the scythe. <laughs> Torin, shat itself. I think what happens is you say, "I what if I break you over my knee?" And you hear the voice in your head go, "Please, please don't." You think your will can break my will, which through my servitude is the will of Hercules. 
do you see who I hang out with on a daily basis? You're nothing. It very sneakily says, like, not if I make you my vessel. And you feel it, like, you feel a probe in your mind, like a tentacle. Try to wrap around your brain. And then you feel yourself filled with this familiar warmth. And your amulet starts glowing with light. And Hercules goes, hey, stop it. And the scythe goes, what? What is this? And it begins glowing with holy light. And you hear the voice in your head scream out. And the scythe begins to resonate and shimmer. The bones of the scythe begin to almost metallicize into this golden wafting material. The tendons and sinew that held the pieces together become this shimmering silver um almost like the things tied together in beautiful ribbons and on your nat 20 the scythe of the devil knight has become something else entirely it has been purified and in your hands now is a weapon blessed by hercules name and <laughs> name and statisticize this weapon for me well Manny that's the interesting thing about it this weapon's never existed before uh, it is now a holy artifact and its name is entirely based uh, it's, it's your idea you get to name this weapon you screwed Mitch over and you now have a new weapon that he did not write ooh does he get to design it too I intimidated the weapon into a new holy artifact I mean, him getting to design it was a little bit about, like, that's, like, what I was getting at. It's like, oh, you want it to be a scythe? You sure? But it's now, I think now it's locked in as, as a scythe, uh, which is a two-handed weapon with reach, ten-foot reach. Can I call it Hydra Fang? It is now called Hydra Fang, if that is what you desire. Ooh. That is a good name. That's a cool name. Because he did fight a Hydra I in dig it. myth and movie. Your, your gold and silver scythe is now known as the Hydra Fang. What kind of stats does it come with? This bad boy can fit so many stats in it. It is a plus two weapon. It deals 1d12 slashing damage. So that's, of course, 1d12 plus your strength. And it has a bonus ability. After the Hydra Fang deals the killing blow to a devil, uh, its next attack will deal an additional... 1d6 of damage. Next attack deals... So that is that is especially useful as long as we're around devils. Additional damage. Yep. I should specify, 1d6 of radiant damage. Still feeds on souls, but now devil souls. Yes. Neat. I've been waiting to get more weapons and whatnot for a while. <laughs> and we were officially out of combat. The people of Balderdash come running out of their houses, screaming and in a panic. They can see on the rafters, and now Torin and uh, Vert, you can as well, bearded devils like Paralis are swarming those rafters. The dire sturges have been kicked into a panic. People are yelling and understandably terrified. You hear, oh man, we gotta get rid of them right now, that's not good. Mm -hmm. We say nothing because we feel nothing for him. <laughs> Twilight's at 1 HP. Uh, anyone want to help your buddy out? Oh, yeah. It's like, just looks at the new scythe, straps it to the back, says, neat, and walks over to lay hands on Twilight. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, lay on hands. You got to tell him how much. So equal to my paladin level times five. Times five. So six times five. Yep. Thwarty. Thirty. Uh, Vert is also bleeding profusely. So somebody said thirty, and the other said twenty. I said thwarty, which is the same thing. Six times five is not forty, but I mean, I'll take it if you want to give it to me. So yeah, you heal for thirty, so you're at thirty-one. Yep. Thank you so much. Whew. Twilight uh, stretches and goes, oh, okay, it's all right, everyone. We can fly up there with my, oh. Yeah, that dire surge is very dead. Oh. This time, softly pats you on the back and like, for once, you were useful. Thanks. I tried. So, uh, um, are the, are the dire sturges still attacking because my fireflies are there or what's going on with that? Yep. And the bearded devils are beginning to, uh, well, they're beginning to kill some of the dire sturges. Oh no! Have any of them fallen off because of being attacked? Uh, yeah, the dire sturges or the bearded devils. Both. There are bodies falling from the rafters and landing on Boulder Dash in a panic. People are running out of their houses. Gerhart and Jake and uh, Gerhart's mom and Selena, now of completely human, all of them are running to you guys, saying, well, "What do we do now?" Approximately how many uh, bearded devils are up there and how many white uh, dire surges are up there? There are 10 bearded devils left, and there's still a cloud of dire surges. It's very difficult to see through their, their swarm and their cacophony. Okay. Uh, Twilight would like to use... Uh, I mean, we'll try. I don't know if I'll get lucky like that again. Um, Twilight is going to try to get a dire surge down using press, the same prestidigitation trick. Animal handling. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get a number, like at least two down. Mm -hmm. I think we'll be good. Okay, that was uh, seventeen. Yeah, absolutely. You can bait two down, and uh, Justin of all people comes up to you, Twilight, and says, "Hey, can you get down a few more?" Uh, yeah, I can give that a shot. And Twilight does it again. Um, that was a 16. Really a formality at this point. You've got the hang of it now. Okay. And Justin said, he, he gestures to some of the people next to him. And he, you see that the town of Balderdash has Avengers assembled next to you. Um, Jake and, uh, an army of remaining living goblins. Just something to establish for earlier. Because of what you added to my holy symbol, you did, J-Mark did get an additional... Charisma mod of health oh, for my healing. Hey. My charisma mod or your charisma mod? So you got another plus two, so you're at thirty-three. Nice. My charisma mod. So as as the town of Balderdash is gathering, uh Twilight takes out their ocarina is just going Vert just picks up a hammer. Man, I hope the Chrissa understand this. <laughs> yeah, do the Krista have access to Ooh. the archives? I, I wouldn't. Probably not. Expect, I mean, I'm getting blank <laughs> stares here, so. Well, all of that happens. Also, some other things. But yeah, you call down uh, a few of the dire surges, and now you see the town of Balderdash mounted atop dire surges is ready to defend itself. There's a dire surge for each one of you, in fact. Oh, nice. Come on, Vert, be my jetpack. Flying on a Vert chain. Up in the rafters, you see the... Oh, God, where the hell am I going with this? 
Where are you going with okay, this? Okay, I've got a thing. You've added so many extra NPCs now to this. I- I've lost my place. So we're going to c- just continue. Out of the door that the devils came out of, more devils come out. Imps wearing vests and dude bro pink shorts and sunglasses, making calls onto stones of far speech, come pouring out in a thick cloud, saying, Oh, yeah, dude, we're totally going to kick some mortal butt. Oh, I got no chance. Oh, no. Yeah, we're doing a raid. Oh, no, their dads could fire our dads. Oh, no. Dire Sturgeon started eating them. And Ray, smoking a cigarette once again, points her staff up at the rafters and she says, Come on, guys, let's go defend our homes. And everyone goes, Yeah! And they all charge up. And uh, especially the one Gerhardt's riding, which is lagging behind as her little adamantine ball sort of weighs it down. Oh, it's trying its best. And Ray gives the order, charge, and you guys, I assume, charge. Am I fly? Am I flying because of Vert as a jetpack? I mean, you could just fly on a dire sturge, like I gave you a dire sturge for. That would probably be go better. Manny, I think Ren got out. What? What happened to Ren? Ah, talking shit. I'll be right back. Guys, what happened to Ren? thoughts about what types of things you can vote for? We believe that everyone can vote for literally anything. Just last year, we had more voter turnout for one of our live action competition shows than any other official election ever. This is a prime example of people exercising their rights. If people didn't do that, well, we probably wouldn't have any voting happening at all. Huh, go figure. Okay, what happened? Is Ren okay? Is Ren alright? What happened to Ren? It's fine. Nothing happened. I forgot to feed him today, and he needed some food. Took a jump at one of the cooks. <sighs> okay, I thought I thought you worked at a zoo. Dude, you gotta keep him fed. He's an animal, just like you, you gotta feed him. You need to stop lying to him. I tell him. Just when they're back home safe. Well, you and I are talking about this later. Is everything all right, guys? Um, I guess Yeah, it's- Justin and Ray charged, and they just penetrated the cloud of dire sturges. Uh, and Justin jumps off, uh, lands on the rafters dramatically, and says, This is for what happened to my cult. And he points his staff, and a wave of light erupts out. So he out. admits it was a cult. So he knows... I wasn't happy about it, but that's just how it turned out. And two bearded devils get pushed off the rafters and fall uh, down to Balderdash. Uh, Ray jumps down uh, and sort of does that cool, like, scissor kick move where you, like, get them in, like, a triangle arm bar, but they're standing. And knocks the bearded devil down on its back. Then she takes her cigarette out and, like, jabs it into his eye. Hot. Gerhardt flies up high above the crowd of bearded devils and the imps, and she just drops down and lets her ball crush one of their skulls. Mayor Bucket's having a dogfight with a swarm of imps. Is he on a dire sturge, or is he using the bucket? We both know he doesn't need a dire sturge to fly at this phase. (laughs) Okay. I just wanted to clarify. (laughs) Oh, no! Oh, no! Or wait, while we're doing this, before we get get up there, Torn's like, you almost died back there, so I guess I'll use my last bit of holy energy. 
and then his hands just kind of like interlock fingers and move over each other in a series of movements. And then he moves <laughs> to cast Shield of Faith on Twilight. Ooh, that gives me that gives me plus D6? Granting a plus two bonus to AC for the duration. Plus two bonus to AC, gotcha. Ten minutes. Ten minutes, that's more than enough time. Elliot jumps off of a dire sturge and eats four imps, like just rips them right out of the air and is loudly chewing. That's my child! I'm proud of you, kid! Thank you, Dad. Uh, and you see now the way is clear for you guys. Uh, Balderdash is, is fighting the devils out. And the way forward to headquarters lies open to you. We gotta go now! Lepin away! Through the window, to the wall. Till all of these bearded devils fall! Uh, using the, the map of the castle, it's much easier to navigate through the illusions and figure out what's real and what's not, you make your way at incredible speeds, zipping through stone halls that are constricting and horrifying. You can hear screams and the echoes of combat behind you, and you make your way up, up, and you find yourself coming down a hallway that suddenly ends at a dead end. This castle positioning system isn't quite as cracked up as it's uh, been, been you know, raided. Vert is entirely right. What do your tiefling eyes say the map says? Um, it says it's right here. Is the wall an illusion? The the map specifically says that uh, you just need to go up just one more floor, and you will be at uh, the entrance to headquarters. However, what you see before you, the hallway ends in three walls. The wall directly ahead is completely blank, just your average stone wall. The wall to your left has what is clearly a painting of a door on it, and the wall to your right has what appears to be a window to the outside. Sunlight pours in from this window, and looking through it you can see blue sky and you can hear birds chirping in the distance. This is the first time you've seen sky since entering this demiplane. Oh my eyes! Oh, it's so bright! Oh god! Are there loose rocks around? There do not seem to be loose rocks. I spit at each wall to test if it's an illusion. Each wall does not react. There's just a small little bit of spittle on each wall. Well, I'm out of ideas. Vert, use your wizardry. Uh, Vert actually casts a fireball over at the blank wall. The blank wall is now badly scorched, uh, but it does seem to be a solid wall. I charge it. Yeah, good good work, Torin. Um... You've... It's worked before, don't you dare Wait, are you, me. are you charging it on the Dire Sturge, or are you charging it, like, with your own body? That is that is an important uh, question. I thought we went, oh, I thought we were already in, like, we went through a portal. No, we flew. Not yet, we no. We flew the whole way. No, you were just, you were, you were flying through hallways very quickly. Oh, so we're not through the portal yet. Nope. There's no portal. What portal? What portal? I thought when, from what the devils were invading through. No, that's just a door. Yeah. They're just walking through a doorway. Yeah, there's no portals. Uh, you, were, you already went... You already went through that. Okay, how, and recent, now you're... how recently did you watch that movie in the archives? Because you just keep thinking about portals. How recent was yesterday? Got you. It was about, about 24 hours, give or take an amount of time. Look, the point is, this is what you see. Uh, you know what, Torin? Uh, as you charge the wall, make a perception check for me. I keep wanting to say it's the one thing I don't have, but I actually have it. Yeah, you know what? Never mind. Make a religion check for me. I was going to say, it's a perception check to see if the ghost of Torn is there blaming him. It's uh, 14 plus 3. You charge the wall, and it does not budge, and Torin falls onto his back, where he sees that the ceiling has writing on it. 
And the ceiling says, One wall always lies. One wall tells the truth. And one wall also lies, but is way worse at it. Just think of it as the trolley problem, but now it's on a wall. If, you, if you're on a trolley, and it's on some tracks, it's, it's going to run into a, five walls. Or you can pull a lever and run into only one wall. If you're on a trolley, and it's on a track, it can run into five walls. But then what sound does a tree make when it goes under a bridge? When a train is going 40 miles per hour to Detroit, while another one is going to San Francisco at 500 miles an hour. 17 cents. We're good at this. Because purple is my favorite sound. Okay, so one one tells one tells the truth, one lies, and one also lies what is very well, bad at lying. I think the one that's a wall is telling the truth because it's a wall. And the other two are lying their little butts off. I believe the one that's bad at lying is the picture of a door instead of being an actual door. So you're saying that the window is lying about going outside, but it might lead to the next place we gotta go to? Um, I'm thinking the door might. Or it's just lying about being a window and it's a pit of death. Uh, Twilight puts Vert back on Torn's arm and goes, hey, establish a pattern. Alright, so we test the window with Vert's face. <laughs> uh, it's also a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, put your face against the wall real quick and talk for us. Alright, last one. I pull him back. Okay, last one. Press Vert's face against the picture. Uh, it's also it's a it seems to be exactly what it says it is. Uh in the sense that it's it's lying. Rich currency and leather? It's lying poorly about being a door. It is a painting of a door on a wall. Uh Okay. Um, tw- <laughs> Try pulling the paint. Oh, do you have an idea? All right, let's backtrack and see what we can do because now we're just we're running in circles. Uh, Bert tries to <laughs> to remove the painting from the wall. Uh, it is painted on. How do you how do you intend uh, to remove the painting? We thought it was like a canvas painting. <laughs> Bert Bert takes out some like paint remover and is just like, all right, let's do this. Um, Twilight would like to, uh, still on their dire sturge would like to flap its wings straight up to see if I can go through the floor. Oh my god, you got it! Yes, you can go right up through the ceiling. The ceiling wavers. The ceiling was an illusion the whole time. I'm gonna be very honest, I knew that was it, but that bit was too good. No, it really was. (laughs) Oh, BS! BS! (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so you fly up through the ceiling, and you find yourselves in a narrow hallway looking at an elevator door. Our primitive brains seize up and we die. <laughs> Twilight looks at it and goes, what the strock is that? Another vile invention. Okay, fine. You see two metallic doors, two metallic sliding doors, and a button, okay? I don't trust it. <laughs> oh, I want to press it. <laughs> you press the button, smacking it repeatedly in confusion, and the two metallic doors slide open, revealing a tiny room. Twilight jumps back and like puts their hands up like in a defensive like martial arts Motion. It's a death chamber. <laughs> okay. Do we go in? I think we go in. I think we have to. You're telling me this is what beats you guys? <laughs> we canonically don't know what elevators are, good sir. I think we have to use this thing. There's only one button in the death room. Twilight sees the button and presses it again. <laughs> the metallic doors slide closed. Oh God! Did you take your dire sturges with you into the tiny room? No. I tried to. Okay. There's one dire sturge in here with you. Uh, pleasant music begins playing. 
The dire stairs is like nodding along with it. Oh, that's the cutest thing. <laughs> just a cute little dire stairs just curled up. Okay. Well, the only other way could go is Captain America Winter Soldier and Vert kicks all our asses. <laughs> or could go, uh, wow, you really, you really have been watching all of them in the archives, haven't you? <laughs> Torin leans over to Twilight and says, Hail Hydra Fang, and then just kicks the <laughs> shit out of you guys. <laughs> I use magnets to put Twilight's arms against the elevator. Oh, gosh. Uh, the metallic doors slide open, and in front of the four of you is a female devil sitting behind a wide desk. The female devil seems to be doing her nails, and just past her desk is a double door engraved with the image of a fat devil's face. This face has a mouth that stretches wider than the size of its head should allow, curled into a hungry smile. The eyes are angry and spiteful. The thing's long horns are pulled back like a head of greased-up hair. The doors themselves do not appear to have any obvious handles, much like the elevator doors you just stepped out of. And the devil at the counter says, IDs. Lost them. I should I should note she does not look up. We all collectively look at the at the dire sturge expectantly. <laughs> IDs. <What? laughs> the, the dire sturge looks back at you and makes a, a cooing dire sturge noise, which I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but their mouths are proboscises, so it just goes doot doot. <laughs> That's so cute. Um. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Twilight, thinking quickly, puts on the hat of the cat. Twilight becomes a cat. Okay, and Twilight strolls out of the death chamber, um, and sneaks on by this lady. Devil. She does not, she does not look up from her nails. I really wanted to keep us having the mix all the potions idea, but I could drink it and possibly become an ID that Vert uses to get in. I love that idea. Do we save it to have the... You know, clusterfuck potion mix up later? Or do we do this? Um, I'm a cat, so I'm just gonna go. I'm. Meow, says Twilight. I'm asking the Dire Sturge <laughs> and Vert. The Dire Sturge nods. <laughs> and it says, blah, blah, blah. This is the cutest thing ever. Vert looks over at Torn and says, no. And then casts invisibility on. Both of them. Okay, screw both of you. Oh, you're just your twin spelling invisibility? Yep. Okay. Oh, okay, using it on me? I thought you just used yeah. it on yourself and left. <laughs> no, uh, it was me in the dire sturge. No. Oh, um, wait, 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 wait. Give the give the object potion to the dire sturge, and then we have a dire sturge on hand in case we need it. It only lasts ten minutes. It, yeah. It's, it's so not happening. No, we're leaving the dire sturge there to give ID. Yeah, turn the dire sturge... <laughs> The dire sturge is sitting there and its tongue comes out and you never realize their tongues are like many feet long and its tongue has come out of its proboscis and it's picking its own ear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm guessing me and Bert just sneak on by leaving a dire sturge in an elevator. Well, she's already asked for ID, so she knows something's there and she's going to she's going to continue to ask the dire sturge for ID while we get the hell out of here. You guys are no fun.
while you guys are debating this, she once again says, IDs. See, multiple. And she's holding her hand out. See, multiple. Yeah. She's holding her hand out expectantly. I mean, uh, we've got a cat and two invisible people. Okay. Hey, uh, I think what she's going to do now is, I think she's going to look up and she sees a dire sturge <laughs> sitting in the elevator. <laughs> the dire sturge is just like... <laughs> She goes, no, no. And she uh, picks up a magazine and she rolls it up. And she uh, she starts uh, she starts tramping into the elevator and just starts smacking the dire sturge over the nose. Like, no, no, you go down. Twilight. You go back down. Uh, Twilight taps the elevator, uh, the door button, when she gets in it with the dire sturge. She is distracted, and this somehow works. <laughs> the elevator door closes, and you hear the dire sturge inside go, but like angrily, um, if you can imagine that. And you are alone in this room. Uh, looking behind the desk, is there a button or anything? It, ah, exactly. There is a button underneath the desk. Okay, I'm going to push it. It electrocutes you, and you die. No, it's Sounds fine. Sounds fair. It's fine. Yeah. The big double door... Opens. Is there any ID at the uh, desk? The ID for the creature that was just behind the ne- the desk doing her nails, uh, that is there. Her name is Slothrin. Yeah, I take that. So Twilight is uh, trotting through the doors, doing cat things. Like Twilight is yep, fully fully committed to the role as cat. So they're even like, uh, well, I guess what's in the other room first? I should probably know that. What opens is. The door, and then past the door is the room, and the room <laughs> has rows and rows of tiny square offices. But these offices are constructed out of simple cloth partitions, and they have no ceilings to them. They are cubicles, and above you is a sign that says the Farm of Cubic. Of course. <laughs> Inside this Farm of Cubic. Devils of all shapes and sizes are plugging away at interfaces attached to crystal balls. Uh, And you can see that the crystal balls are, some of them are projecting sort of like a blue light onto the devils sitting there. So it's a pretty ballsy office. Oh, it's entirely ballsy. It is mostly balls. And their HR is a nightmare. So is this uh, is this office like um, is it like corporate or is it like startup company? Like, do they have like casual Fridays or do they have like Margarita Day? There is actually a poster on the wall to the far side that says "Official Reminder that Casual Murder Fridays are banned until productivity improves." Ah, uh, corporate then. Mm, gotcha. Entirely. Uh, Vert whispers over to Twilight. I bet we can find your best buddy here, though. Uh, Twilight uses message to communicate with Vert and goes, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, one second, I really have to do this. And Twilight hops up on one of the cubicle shelves, because there's like a little figure there, knocks it down. An imp at a cubicle looks up and acknowledges that a cat has knocked something off the shelves, Mm -hmm. but then it looks like really, really stressed out with the work it has to finish first, so it does not get up to address you. Or Twilight starts licking their butthole. (laughs) The, the... Twilight's own butthole yeah. or yeah, yeah. The, the imp's butthole? Twilight knocked it down. The imp looked really stressed out and then Twilight just started grooming itself. Okay, I thought themselves. you were trying to help calm the imp down. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no, the imp The imp does not look up uh, at you grooming yourself. Okay. Go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> not great, a six? That's oh, okay, actually, sorry, not constitution. Oh. 
uh, a wisdom saving throw. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sure. Um, and you also get plus two from my charisma. Yeah. 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 Oh, then a ten. Okay. Uh, on a ten, even with the plus two from Torin, that's not going to be quite enough for you to ever forget what your own butthole tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay mistakes were made that's okay mm-hmm. twilight has to commit to the role twilight knows twilight knows what's necessary tastes like cherry blossoms and oak um so twilight uses message on vert again and goes i'm gonna uh i'm gonna see if i can figure out where debilka's desk is what's your plan yeah. is very able to use the the message reply yeah yeah okay. it's a it's a back and forth um uh well i'm gonna look around too with uh hopefully Torin. where am i oh can't see you you're in the doorway why, why don't you let Torin know that we're looking for do i have to be near vert for invisibility to stay on me or is it just on me uh it is on you until you do a uh for an hour uh unless you do an attack or cast a spell yes that is accurate okay so assume i've already wandered deep in uh you've wandered deep in so Torin will be the first to make a perception check I percept deep into that building. 12 plus 3, so I got a 15. Hey, you got it. Very easily, right in the middle of the room, you can find a cubicle labeled Debilica. I look into it. Looking into it, you see a rolly chair. You see a collection of nail files. You see volume 1 through 7 of Seducing the Seducers, and these seem to be signed copies. (gasps) Quiet, you haven't seen this yet. (laughs) (laughs) You see a crystal ball that has been deactivated i steal the crystal ball you now have it looking at the carpeting or you know what better than that like you look up at the you look at the desk because you were able to pick up the crystal ball and you see that it's covered in scratch marks as though someone had been pulled away from this desk if only vert were here he knows regular magic vert is making his way in yeah, vert is now there <laughs> okay nailed it trot, trot, trot. vert do you know how to use ball magic oh there you are um, ball magic? This thing, and I hold it up. Hopefully nobody noticing a floating crystal ball. I will roll for that. No one notices a floating crystal ball. Uh, Vert takes the crystal ball. Uh, Twilight notices the crystal ball. And Twilight, in cat form still, of course, uh, trots over to the desk walking on top of the cubicles and uh, makes her way there. Definitely some imps. And some other, uh, some other devils that look like Debilica's sort of species, they look up at you, and they don't seem to notice or care. There seems to be a cat there, and that's kind of weird, but they look so stressed out. You can hear them talking as you go through, and they're saying things like, No, there's nothing wrong with killing someone every now and then, you just have to have the right reasons. And they're saying things like, Well, the important thing is that if someone's poor, it's just because they haven't made enough money by themselves and if you were to help them you'd be robbing them of the opportunity to make that money okay that's where you're going with it you were just literally describing what being poor is struck uh yeah struck that's some potriblat talk guy um you're in the the farm of cubic within the demi-plane of porto blatt is there any wires or something i can see where from following from where the crystal ball was no it was not attached to any wires or anything it gets wireless internet i was hoping to find like the command center of the balls and disable it vert were you gonna try to access the orb or turn it on uh yeah i was gonna see if i could figure out how to make the thing work well while they're doing that uh twilight is still sitting on top of the cubicle wall a little bit away from them because i don't want to draw attention um and i'm keeping an eye out 
essentially I'm keeping watch, but as I'm keeping watch, I just look like a bored cat. While you're next to a cubicle, you hear things like, no, 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 you, you, you steal the bread, you get your skills up, and then later when you're better at sleight of hand, then you can shank her because then she won't expect it. Vert, go ahead and make an arcana check for me, see if you can figure out how this crystal ball works. Yeah, it's a nat 20. Yeah, no, you know how to make it work. Not only can you make it work, but you realize the enchantment on it will put a projection of you somewhere in space to a pre-designated target. It looks like that targeting system has already been set into the crystal ball, uh, but you can activate it. It's very simple for you to activate it. I'm going to try and activate it. You activate it, and a cone of blue light covers you, Vert, and a floating image of you ends up behind you. Can you judge your own ass? <laughs> Am I able to move the uh, illusion around? Very easily. It seems to be connected to you on a psychic tether. And as you as you command it to move to another location, you can see within the crystal ball, it goes there easily. Uh, it just kind of floats there into position. And now other devils have taken notice that there is a... There seems to be a mortal just floating like three feet off the ground. I would like to deactivate the orb. Yeah, it disappears. And some of the devils uh, on either side of you are going, what? What was What was that? Was that a gnome? Is there a gnome in here? And someone goes, there's a cat in here. Yeah, who cares about the cat? There's like a, I think there's a mortal in here. You see, some devils have stood up from their cubicles and they have begun to not draw weapons so much as they are picking up office supplies that could potentially be dangerous. And they have begun to wander about the farm of Cubic. Twilight moves to the opposite end from where my allies are. And I jump down onto the different cubes and I just start knocking things over. And then I run up to the next one, I knock things over. I run to the next one, knock things over. The devils go, I think the cat's in line with the mortal! And they start rushing over to you. And you realize you're surrounded by devils on three sides. And everyone roll initiative! Or wait, before that, can Torn reach over into another cubicle that's empty, take a crystal ball, and just chuck it at the head of somebody who's now paying attention to the cat? We'll call that a surprise round. Do you want to focus on a succubus or an imp? Uh, succubus. Roll, uh, roll a throw. Just a d20 plus your dex mod. 14 minus 1, so 13. With advantage, because you're invisible, so roll again. That would be 18 minus 1, so 17. Uh, yeah, Crystal Ball clocks a succubus over the head, and she goes down in a heap. And one of the one of the imps goes, Who just threw their Crystal Ball at Sexarella? Really? And now we're Are in the initiative. Crystal Balls, like, labeled or anything? I don't know. I'm really bad at these demon names on the spot for some reason. <laughs> Twilight got a... I just wanted to try and frame somebody. Yeah, I got a 17, by the way, for my initiative roll. Uh, Vert got an 18. 16, because I'm still at a minus one initiative. Wow. All right. Uh, Vert, Twilight, Torin. Uh, you guys are surrounded on three sides. To your right are three imps. To your left is an imp and a succubus. And directly ahead of you are three more imps. So I think Twilight and Vert have the same role. So who goes first? Oh, I thought Vert had higher. I thought yeah, I heard 18. 18 and 17. Uh, 18. Okay. So Vert, yeah. following Vert's lead. Go ahead, Vert. Directly in front of you, as I said, is uh, three more imps. They seem to have uh, sharpened pencils that they are holding up like knives. To your right is uh, an imp with a uh, one of those one of those pointy like they look like the letter A. Use them to draw circles. And there's a succubus with her her filed nails out. 
and on the other side of you are uh, are two more imps. One is like just holding sticky notes, though, so I don't know how dangerous he's going to be. Sticky notes of doom. Like he was kind of panicked. So is there um, is there any place that I can hide? You are invisible. Uh, well, yeah, but if I go not invisible, you could. Hi- there are cubicles to either side of you that are empty. I'm gonna uh, try and move to one of those. Okay, you're there. And and sort of seclude myself if possible. And then I want to cast something. Okay, you roll the wheelie chair in front of you to block the entrance of the cubicle. And I want to cast Minor Illusion. And I want to cast the sound of the Devil Knight over <laughs> an intercom. Oh. Oh, oh, God. So good. And I want him to say, I want everyone to get back to work. <laughs> this is a drill. You have all passed. But if you don't get back to work, you will fail. Oh, oh my God. God. I think that absolutely succeeds. I think, yeah, I think all of them in their nervous panic, they, they immediately sit back down and all of them are trying to not make eye contact. Like, obviously, like, of course, like we all knew. Come on. Uh, and we're out of combat now. And this game is stupid. Twilight, Twilight. Sexarella is still on the ground unconscious next to somebody else's crystal ball. Twilight rolled on their back and was like presenting their belly in the cutest way possible. Was like, that was going to be their plan for attacking. (laughs) And then Twilight just rolls back on all fours and like primps themselves up. And uh, Twilight actually knocks the hat off their head, turning back in their tiefling form and goes, excellent job, everyone. Excellent job. You've made the Devil Knight proud. I want you to make a performance check with advantage. Okay. I guess a deception. Sorry, a deception check with advantage. That's a 20, not natural. You turned back into a tiefling right in front of, like, right on top of the cubicle of uh, an imp, and that imp is desperately trying not to make eye contact with you. Mm -hmm. Just looking down at his orb and saying, like, no, you get just convince him to buy the vacuum cleaner so that, you know, he thinks he needs it but he doesn't really need it, but that's fine because, look, I'm doing a good job. Does the imp have anything on him, like, worth noting? He has a smaller stone of far speech, like, in his ear. Like, in, like, a, like a little glass bead is in his ear as an earpiece. Okay. He has a coffee mug that says, world's averagest imp. No potions or anything noteworthy, just, just those two items? Yeah, well, there's also a framed picture of, like, something motivational on his desk. And it says, you don't have to be a devil to work here, but you absolutely do or else we'll kill you. Okay. Uh, Twilight sees the mug and goes, give me that mug. He terrifyingly, like, hands it to you. Good. Uh, it is, it is filled with blood. Excellent. Now tell me this, and Twilight feigns taking a sip of it. You have a mustache now. That's fine. Where, wait, uh, Twilight goes, hey, you laughing at this mustache? I would not, no, I hate mustaches. I don't laugh at, okay. You're gonna answer every question I ask you, or else I will report directly to the Devil Knight. Uh. (laughs) Where did they take... <laughs> Excuse me, that was J-Mark laughing, not Twilight. One second. <laughs> Where did they take Debelica? Uh, no one knows. She ran away and we Twilight can't find slams her. the mug hard on the table. Don't lie to me! Ah! I would never lie to you, sir. Whatever your name is. Uh, the, the imp uh, pees itself. It's good to know you still know how to show respect. Of course, sir. What was her last reported location after after she ran? She she ran up, and they said that they were looking for her in the ventilation system, and we can't find her. That... That's all I know, I swear. All right. 
Torin, I'd like for you to make a perception check, please. While this is all going on, while while this imp urinates furiously. Show me respect. Oh wait, it gets proficiency bonus as well, right? I guess so. So plus three, plus three, thirteen plus six is gonna pass no matter what. Thirteen plus six is nineteen. Torin, you hear a familiar voice in your head. Not in your head, so much as near you and above you. You hear, Torin, is that you? Mm. Torin, tell everyone to get over by the blood cooler. So I whisper loudly, go to the blood cooler. And Vert, you can see uh, off to the side is what looks like a water cooler full of human blood. Yeah, I'm just going to trot my little happy butt over there. You totally do. You're going to have to tell me with message. Don't you have to message me first? Nope, it's still active. Oh, okay. Then yeah, um, Vert, uh, let's toilet no. Hey, hey, um, we gotta meet over at the, uh, blood cooler thing? Yeah, that. Twilight, looking at the mug, looking down at the mug, goes, Did you get this from the blood cooler? It tastes different. I, I brought this one from home. You what? I like to make it myself, because the creamer here isn't good, because it's powdered. And Twilight puts the mug down very slowly and goes, You know what? You're right. We could use better creamer. That's taking initiative. I'm going to talk to the big guy and talk about maybe he can get a promotion. Oh my god, thank you. Don't cry. Get back to work. Okay, I'm done. Okay. And Twilight makes their way over to the blood cooler. To your two invisible friends. (laughs) Yep. You begin to hear a creaking noise, and you see one of the hanging lights that hangs low over these cubicles rattle a little bit. What in the heck? Yes, and you begin following this. There seems to be a trail of a creaking noise, and a little dust will come off of these ceiling tiles and then another light will dangle just the slightest bit until this this trail of movement has made its way to the middle of the ceiling and you hear a creaking noise like a great ship in a storm and everyone in their cubicles looks up and the lights flicker for a moment and everyone too terrified to move keeps looking down at their work like nothing's happening and then the ceiling collapses (laughs) everything falls out and the lights go out, and there's total darkness, and dust clogs the air, and you are left uh, you are left in darkness and coughing, and you hear the, the cries of the imps and the succubi as they are crushed underneath rubble. Uh, you see the rubble blocks the door that you came in as the succubus in the elevator makes her way back up and goes, What the hell? And everything is now darkness. Curse my lack of dark vision. You hear... Someone walking around in the darkness and in the rubble. Uh, who, who does Vert see in the darkness? And, and Vert sees, and Twilight sees, everyone but Torin sees, <laughs> with a tie wrapped around her head, and with her leather-strapped garments torn up from battle, and dual-wielding staplers with the spring in the middle connecting them like nunchucks. There stands, in her five-inch stilettos, Debilica. And she looks at you and says, All right, best buddies. Who's ready to get me out of here? Damn, that was... That was good? You like that? I do. Holy crap, I think I've got it. Victory. Jane, try turning on the control module. Oh, got uh, yeah, got it, got it. It's working! I, I think... Hey, yeah, yeah, I got control. Hey, hey, Mitch, uh, M- Manny, I got control. Guys? 
Where the hell did, where the, where'd they go? I told you I've got a handle on it. You clearly don't. Look at him, he's foaming at the mouth. He's not the same. He's a weapon. He doesn't need to be cute and cuddly. He's supposed to fight. Oh, run. Oh. No, bad, run. Do you know what I just realized? We should have more opportunities for voting. But, but of course, we need to roll out these by testing them first. So, until further notice, any major decisions about the direction we take to Rocky will be voted upon by our beloved overseers. After all, we need to make sure this whole voting thing is actually beneficial for all of you. But do not fear. If you check your accounts now, there will be plenty of opportunities to post emojis expressing how you feel about the decisions that are being voted upon. You can either vote with a smiling face or with a slightly larger smiling face. Isn't that fun? I think I'm going to give it a shot right now. So stay tuned as I spam your feeds with tons and tons of slightly larger smiley faces. Thank you, and keep living your truth. Hey everyone, GA Mark again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode Hey everyone, J Mark again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of TFU. We want to grow our community more and more. We don't pay anything for advertising and so depend on all of you to help spread the word. If you tweet, Facebook, or Instagram about the show, you can be named an NPC so long as you use the hashtag UnpluggedRising and tag us at TFUcast. And Believe me, as we get ready for Act 2, we will need a lot more of your names. Spread the word, tell your friends, and don't forget to leave us a rating and a review on Podchaser. That's it from me, so I'm going to keep it nice, short, and sweet this time. Our next episode will be live two weeks from today, so... Wow, March 27th. Okay, I'm getting close to moving, so... Gonna have to figure out those logistics. Uh, <clears throat> yep, uh, thank you, and remember... The Overseers are always watching.